Hey guys, it's Joey Goodzer, co-host of Sports Scouts, and before we get into the episode, I'd like to let all of you in on an exclusive announcement. We've got an exciting project coming out of the TFS newsroom in the coming weeks, and we want you to be the first to hear about it. It's called The Forest Scout Presents, and it's basically your one-stop shop for all podcasts on The Forest Scout, from sports shows like our show, The Water Cooler, and The Halftime Podcast, to political shows like the new Politically Correct, and everything in between, check out this new podcast channel to receive easy on-the-go access to all Forest Scout podcasts. The channel is on Spotify and Anchor.fm, and it's currently being distributed on Apple, Google, Podbean, and all of the major podcast networks. So help support student multimedia journalism and hit the subscribe button for us. Michael and I will be making plenty of appearances, so if that's any incentive, there you go. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Sports Scouts. I'm Joey Goodsir. I'm Michael Rope. And we're recording this episode 2.7 on Wednesday, March 11th, 2020. We're going to talk college basketball, Spike Lee, and Marquee Sports Network. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, the story that has really taken over everything at the moment, which is coronavirus. Specifically, we'll be examining its impact on different sports, especially um, a huge sporting event coming up in March Madness and more. But first... Um, Michael will not give you some scout scores as our guest this week is Connor Clark. Um, we recorded a segment with him last week on, uh, winter sports and, um, how the scouts, how the scouts did through the winter season, kind of like how we did with AJ show after the fall season. So look forward to that. And we're going to move right into our first segment. Show me what you've got. All right, so it's been a while since we've been in the studio recording a full episode here, so a lot has happened, um, and my show me what you got definitely has to be um, John Beeline um, dropping out of the uh, Cavaliers job as head coach. Um, it was just announced yesterday that he's going to be an analyst on BTN for um, the um, March uh, postseason here in college basketball, but um, this was a big development midseason um and it really seemed to center around kind of a franchise culture problem which is unfortunate for for me from a michigan fan perspective because it's just all too predictable that um his basically his coaching was not accepted in an nba that's very player and star power driven as opposed to fundamental you know coach driven games and He's a very traditional fundamental coach, and players didn't love that. And so that's why um, he's um, he's parting ways with the Cavaliers. The thing that is surprising, though, is just how fast it's happened. Um, so that's that's a big thing. Um, I, did, I expected it to potentially happen, but not in the middle of the first year. So this was a big development for sure. Um, there are different rumors circulating about what he's going to do, whether he's going to um, get hired at another Big Ten school, come back to college basketball. Maybe there's rumors about the Notre Dame job. I know there was rumors about the Indiana job. Um, in my opinion, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think he's going to either go two directions, either coach like a mid-major pro- program as his you know frustrations about college basketball are still there and are still the reason why he left, 
or he's going to um, just retire um, at this point. I mean, he's had a lengthy and successful career, so that's all that, that's all possible. So we'll see what happens. But really, kind of an, an unfortunate story for um, for me, uh, right at the top of the show here, just because um, it just seems like this was going to happen. So um, it's unfortunate that um, he kind of tried this when it kind of worked out the way that many expected with the nature of the NBA. Yeah, so mine this week is, we'll get into the coronavirus later about the, and the impact of March Madness, but I want to get to the basketball side right now. And with, with the conference tournaments coming up, so we already had, I think, seven tickets punched already, I believe, around there, seven or eight. Yep. Um, but I want to talk about the Big Ten right now and, and the Big East because those are the two big conferences this weekend that are going to be fighting it out for their conference title. Yep. And we, we saw Most conference yeah. tournaments start today. Yeah. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. The ACC but they all yesterday, but most of the – the bigger conferences start today. Right, but, yeah. and they'll continue through this yeah. weekend into Selection Sunday. So this is all going on right now as um, this coronavirus case is becoming a bigger and bigger deal, especially for large events. Yeah, and Gonzaga last night, most notably, they punched their ticket into the tournament against when they beat St. Mary's. It was, it was a pretty close game the first half, and then Gonzaga pulled away in the second half. But it was kind of known that they, would be, they were the number two overall team in the country right now so <laughs> yeah. their ticket was already punched basically but officially they're in and I mean that conference is actually really good um, with St. Mary's uh, BYU and then Gonzaga as well I mean th- those are three really good teams that are be making the tournament from that conference and um, so now to get to the Big Ten we had a three-way tie in the regular season with with Wisconsin Maryland and Michigan State and that just shows I mean the depth of this conference is just ridiculous there's possibly 11 teams that can make the tournament um, and it, it's, I mean, just to see, um, I mean, Illinois, too, a huge win Sunday night against Iowa. They, they've had a great season. Ayo DeSumo um, has just been an excellent um, player this year for them. And, I mean, l- last year we kind of saw him in the second half of the season re- really turn it on. And it, there was conversation that he would enter the draft even last year. And I think now this year he definitely will head to the NBA after this season concludes. Um, concludes, but I mean they've they've just had a heck of a season. Um, Kofi Cokeburn too has been a, a huge um, contributor, being a freshman. He just he looks like a man amongst boys out there, and he's I mean he's just a machine um, on the boards. So he's another. I mean Illinois is a really they could really. I'm a little biased because I I want to see them actually do well in the tournament, but just from, from an outsider perspective too, people are saying that. This team could really go deep into March, yeah. and they have all the I pieces mean, to do it. The Big Ten tournament, in my opinion, I mean, no surprise considering lots of the things that we saw this regular season. Probably the biggest tournament to look forward to as there's just so many possible outcomes here with so many uh, contending teams. It'll be interesting to see how uh, present the Big Ten is on Selection Sunday, which I think it'll be pretty large. Um, even larger than last year, which I think is a pretty... A notable step up because um, last year was already a pretty significant presence. So to see teams like Illinois, yeah, um, really take over this year, um, that's kind of exciting. We so. have, I believe, eight teams that are in right now: Wisconsin, Maryland, Michigan State, Illinois, Iowa, Penn State, and then Rutgers and Ohio State are definitely all locks to make the tournament. And then um, I guess Michigan as well. And then Purdue and Indiana are the two teams that are on the bubble right now. Indiana's projected to be in and Purdue's on the outside. But, I mean, if, if Purdue can make a run deep in the tournament, possibly make the semifinal or even the final, they're, they're in contention then to possibly knock out an Indiana or even for both of them to be in, depending on how they do. So right. there's a lot that could be said this weekend in the Big Ten. And 
Same with the Big East. I mean, Villanova and um, Villanova, Creighton, Seton Hall, they're all the, the three top teams in the conference. But, I mean, Providence has really picked up their game. Lately, they've had some big wins. And, I mean, that's another conference that, I mean, it could go any way. This year's just been – it's been crazy because there's just so many teams in every conference that really have a shot. So that's why we'll get into later with the coronavirus impacting the – the March Madness, but I mean, yeah. the regular season just. I mean, so you great. talked about this team yeah. right off the top of the bat with Gonzaga. Um, just, just, I mean, real quick, one of the one of the fans at uh, Gonzaga's game um, against BYU mm-hmm. um, tested positive, and um, you know the the health officials believe that the risk um, for all the fans that were in attendance uh, with this person, um, the risk the risk of them obtaining it is pretty low, but contacts have been. Um, they've contacted basically everybody who sat um, near him at the game, and they're notifying those people. So, I mean, already there's an impact on college basketball. We're going to talk more about that later uh, going forward because it should, based on everything right now, it's going to only expand and affect more people, which is unfortunate considering how things are picking up right about now. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah. We'll get into that coming up. Yep, that was Show Me What You Got. Let's move into news. All right, so our first uh, news story that I'm I'm just throwing out here is one that uh, really um, caused a lot of attention last week, and I think um, if you put it in the right context, it shows once again that the uh, New York Knicks as an organization are really not that great of an organization. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty sure all of you know at this point, um, basically um, Spike Lee, the you know famous director and also famous super fan for the New York Knicks. Who's been, um, who's had, who's made his famous um, appearances at Nick game, at Nick games for 28 years at the Garden, um, sitting courtside, um, has always used uh, the 33rd Street employee entrance um, to the Garden to go to Knicks games. Um, in the past, typically, you know, security tends to know him. He goes to every game, so they they tend to know him, and he tends to be able to use that. They punch his ticket, no problem. Last week, they did that same thing. They let him in, and then there was a holdup on the elevator when he was going up to the court level um, and uh, because he used the entrance, and they were encouraging him to leave the garden and then go back in through a different entrance, which he was concerned about because, as any sports fan knows, you can't, you know, reentry is not really a thing, and his ticket was already uh, scanned. So it caused a big conflict. And um, he later came on ESPN's first take and announced that he's done watching Knicks uh, at at the uh, Madison Square Garden this season. So, I mean, this is a big thing. I think lots of people, like, on one side, people are coming in and saying, well, like, big deal. Like, just use a different entrance. But I think that it needs to be put in perspective here. I mean, Spike Lee, if, th- if there's anybody who is an employee when it comes to celebrity fans, it is Spike Lee because of his um, continuous support and contributions to the organization, especially in the face of how bad the Knicks have been. The fact that he's still there and he's still supporting and basically is the team's biggest advocate um, outside of the organization itself. He basically is an employee. But, I mean, you know, policy changes are reasonable and it's reasonable to say, okay, you know, you now have to go in a different entrance. But the fact that they didn't even contact him about it is just absolutely ridiculous and didn't even let him know until after they scanned his ticket and he was in the building. It's just crazy to me. 
um, because you know, as he said on the on the first take when he was talking about this, I mean, he's he's upset about it. But one of the main things he said was, you know, across the 28 years I've had my season tickets, if I am a day late on my payment, my phone is ringing off the hook because they're like, you know, like, you know, this must have been a mistake, right? And usually it is, and then they work that out. But the point is. You know, the Knicks have no problem contacting Spike. They know how big of a figure he is. They know how important he is. And so it's just odd that they didn't contact him about this at all, especially when he attended multiple events at the Garden earlier that week and had used the employee entrance like he had previously, um, and it wasn't a problem. So I think it's just another example of how um, the New York Knicks under James Dolan are just like a crazy bad organization right now. But yeah, we thought the Bulls were bad, but I guess the Knicks probably top us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think we, I don't think we um, alienate like our major supporters and contributors um, for no apparent reason. So I mean, this is a pretty big one. Yeah, I mean, being just how bad they are, you got to keep somebody like that's been as dedicated as Spike Lee has been. Right, like you, you I, can't I do mean, that. I mean, if you done, if you done what the Knicks do, like like have done over the last years, like you don't even really deserve a, a you know a loyal supporter like Spike <laughs> Lee. So the fact that they have that, they should have, I mean, they should have protected that at all costs. But the fact that they let not only let this sequence of events happen, but let it um, spill out and become major news mm-hmm. is kind of hilarious, to be honest. But yeah, so that's. Yep. That's one big news story. The other one, uh, which Michael will talk about, is um, big because, you know, around this time we usually talk about the Cubs this year, but yeah. um, unfortunately that's not happening. Yeah. So Michael's going to explain why. Yeah, so Marquee Network, of course, is the, the new home for the Cubs. It's supposed to be. We still have yet to see anything on television. With Comcast being, I mean, it's the provider for over, I think it's around like 50% of people in, in the Chicagoland area. Basically 50%, yeah. So, I mean, there's, I mean, we haven't been able to watch – any Cubs games at all in the spring? I mean, there's been a few games on ESPN, but besides, which right. actually have been a was a good su- or a really good success because of all the the mic'd up players and stuff with Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, yes. whatever. That was good. That's another topic we can talk about: is should players be mic'd up? But I'll get back to the point here with Marquee Network. That I mean, it, they're saying now that this could possibly drag as late as into I think late spring or even early summer which we'll be missing at probably like 30 or 40 games by then right. f- in the Cubs season. So, And I, it's just – it seems like th- they keep saying it'll be ready by opening day, ready by opening day since around January, and we've seen no progress whatsoever, no updates even, what is going on behind the scenes. And it's very concerning that nothing has been done up until this point. I talked to another Cubs fan about this recently, and it's crazy to me that out of every team in professional sports – the team that is having the the hardest time getting their fan getting uh, their fan base to successfully be watching them on TV is the Chicago Cubs, considering their historic place as you know their history with WGN and that superstation leading to their national fan base that they have and one yeah. of the largest fan bases in American sports. You know, I mean, it, it's pretty crazy and um, odd and backwards to me that you know they're they're having the hardest time uh getting their games out to fans right now because that's I, I mean that's never been the case if anything it's been the extreme opposite yeah so we're gonna have to I, i'm just I'm, I'm really worried right now because i mean just the i mean the backlash the team has had even ever since i mean hiring david ross there's there was backlash there oh he's the wrong guy and then from the offseason doing nothing to get the team i mean to get the fans i mean hyped about the season there's really been I mean, there's really, it's been kind of bare up right. until this point. So, I mean, you, this should have been something that should have been 
done already, and it's 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 a shame that it isn't because fans are really going to be getting upset the closer we get to opening day, and we're basically two weeks away from, from just, that already. It just so. seems like there was a lack of planning on this as far as, like, there's not even a backup plan to get it on. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's like, it's literally 50% of the market yeah. in Chicago. I know, like, they should have just kept it on, I mean, CS, I have Comcast, yeah. like, I mean, most people have Comcast. They should have so just kept the games on, I mean, CSN, like, last year until the, it was actually set in stone that right. they had a contract, and with, I mean, I haven't, what are we going to do with if nothing happens by opening day? I mean, fans, there's going to be so much, I mean, backlash towards this if that. Yeah. If that's Chicago, the case, Chicago has like experienced, you know, teams not being on TV in the past with, you know, the the Blackhawks under um, the older uh, words owner before Rocky took over the took over the franchise. And the whole theory was, oh, maybe, maybe attendance will go up. It doesn't really work that way because, you know, yeah. marketing is a thing and you have to give exposure to your audience so i mean this is a concerning thing um and it might be true for many cubs fans that the best way that they can watch the cubs is by going to wrigley field and actually seeing them so i mean you know it really changes but i mean um, like april games nobody i mean it's it's hard to get outside opening day it's hard to get people to show up like in 40 right. degree weather when exactly. it's raining snowing even i mean it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be really Really it's interesting a really to see what groggy happens. It's slow start to the season. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. It's kind I of mean, painful to be honest, but yeah, no, totally. Even like spring training, I mean, every now and then I just like to turn it on for an inning or whatever, just to see what's going on with the starters right. more in the first inning. But we can't have any. We've been we've seen highlights. That's all we really have seen is on on their Twitter page. Right. I've only seen clips. highlights that's on social media. Yeah. That's all I've seen out of the Cubs so th- so far this year, which is never the case. I know. Usually they're the team that's. I mean, that's always out there. Um, I mean. Like Joey said, they're I mean one of the most popular teams in all of America because of the network they were able to get through WGN for uh, for, for so many years to be able to reach so many different fans and and different um and, and different areas of the country. So yeah, I, we're just gonna have to stay updated with this. But I mean, it's kind of hurting to see that really there's been really no updates at all on this process. And I feel like Cubs fans should be informed where they're at, where the team is at with this. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's our news. Let's move into our Let's Sit Down segment. Uh, on this week, we had um, the voice of the scouts, and now former voice of the scouts, unfortunately. He wrote his um, thank you letter um, that's up in the Forest Scout. Go check that out. Uh, but, yeah, we sat down with um, the play-by-play voice, Connor Clark, and talked to him about winter sports, most specifically uh, boys and girls basketball, but then also all the other sports and all the other successes we've had out of this winter season. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, Lake Forest High School is concerned, yeah. So fall and um, spring have been. I mean, we talked about this with Connor, but we've had yeah. so much success this year as in Scott Athletics, and it's just been it's been really cool to see this year being a senior and being in our last yeah our, our last time watching these teams. Just the the way that they've gone out, it's been either state state championships or getting really far in postseason play. So. Yeah, really yeah. exciting. Um, so yeah, here we are with Connor, and we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Let's Sit Down segment. Uh, we are joined by a pretty common guest of the show, but finally coming back for the first time in season two. Um, he is, at this point, sadly, the former voice of the Scouts, but we'll just keep calling him the voice of the Scouts until we get a new one because um, 
I mean, at this point, at least there's there's no there's no sign of a replacement in the near future. Um, some big shoes to fill for sure. So um, let's welcome to the studio, Mr. Connor Clark. Thank you for having me. Welcome back, Connor. Good to have you back. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's always um, good to be back. Yeah, it's it's always exciting. Um, so what we're gonna do is basically what we did uh, with your partner AJ Shud at the end of the fall sports season. Which look, which is looking into the winter sports season, and uh, really pointing out the um, highlights, and then diving a little bit deeper into the sports you cover, which is, um, of course, boys and girls basketball. Um, but first, Michael, um, we'll go over um, the highlights from the other sports. Yeah, so winter sports are basically wrapped up now. So the dance team finished second in nationals. Um, the Scout swimmers qualified for state in every freestyle event. Colin Kingsley finished 12th on Saturday in the 500 freestyle. Chase Wagner and Jack Owen um, were in the wrestling state, or were wrestling state qualifiers, and three scouts gymnastics advanced to state in multiple events. Um, a record number of national letter of intent signed on February 5th for the scouts. And boys basketball finished the season last night at 18 and 13. They exit the first round of the playoffs yet again against Highland Park, losing by one in a tough loss last night. And girls basketball um, won the regional championship and lost in sectionals to Fremt. And Kyle Wilhelm now will be leaving the team. So Hallie Douglas had a great career for the scouts. And then it'll be it'll be a, a big turnaround, I guess, next year with um, Wilhelm being gone and Hallie, having to replace Hallie Douglas. So a lot of changes will be had, I guess, on both teams, I guess, for basketball with the boys team. A lot of seniors graduated on both the boys and girls. So it'll be, it'll be a, a lot of new look scouts next year. Okay, so I think we're gonna dive into boys basketball first. Just take a look at them. Uh, we got the 18 and 13 finish. They had their um, earlier playoff exit to Highland Park, um, but I think that the biggest thing, at least that I would note, is that we saw a big shift in Coach Lascala's system this year, as far as um, bringing up and encouraging uh, the presence of very optimistic. Um, young talent so that's the biggest thing I mean Connor what are you pulling out of this boys basketball team this year yeah I think um, the use of bringing underclassmen onto the varsity roster was definitely a big move for La Scala that's something we don't really see um, especially from this program I mean we'll, we'll see it around the conference but um, and even with the girls team here we, we see a lot of underclassmen being played um, and so I think bringing up Cade um, Novelli Asa Thomas, obviously, who started the majority of the year, if not all year, uh, for the scouts. Um, I mean, Jack Malloy, he's already a second-year veteran, basically. Um, right. Uh, only as a junior. Um, I mean, the young guys that have been brought up have impacted the game tremendously. Um, I mean, you saw Asa started. Cade started for the majority of the season. Lewis uh, Novelli, he would put up good numbers off the bench. Um, Leo Scheidler. Another great defender, uh, yeah, mostly, great yeah. defender, a uh, great six-man type of guy, um, extremely athletic. So, I think the future of this team and the future of the boys program is incredibly bright. Um, I really like what I saw from the sophomore team as well. This year, they really picked it up towards the end of the season. Um, they swept Stevenson, um, which a lot of teams haven't been able to do. Um, they dominated Mundelein. So, I think. I mean, once you get all those guys up there, and who knows, I mean, we got a couple of good eighth graders coming in, too, from uh, around the area as well. So I think Coach Oscala is going to be in pretty good hands. Um, th lots of young talent, and I think it's going to take the scouts really, really far. 
I think next year will be another really good season, but I think two years probably is the, the yeah, year that Mondelines will be very good again next year because they have a lot of juniors returning, of course, next year. But, I mean, after that, once they graduate, I mean, I think the scouts will probably be the team to beat in, yeah. in the conference. But, I, yeah, I think next year, too, it'll be probably a, a sim- – probably I'm expecting the 21 season for sure. Yeah, I, scouts, so. I think uh, in two years, I think the, the conference is the scouts for the taking. I mean, yeah. when you get all those sophomores to be seniors. Yeah. No Jack Malloy anymore, but you have those guys. Ace, you have Ace is going to be a junior. Um, some of those yeah, good eighth big. graders. Um, I'll, I guess I'll name drop here. Tommy Aberly, he's a really good eighth grader. He's Charlie Aberly's younger brother. Mm-hmm. He'll be a sophomore at that stage. Uh, Kate will be a senior. Yeah. Leo and Lewis will all be seniors. So that team's going to be really, really good, and it's going to be really hard to stop them because not only are they extremely talented, but all of them are extremely athletic. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a real tough team to, top, yeah. to I, stop. The player I love watching probably the most this year was probably Cade Noah because he he was just so athletic and he just he fought for every single yeah. ball. He reminded me of kind of like Bella Ronaldo, I guess, on the other side for the girls team. Being a freshman, talking about the youth, she was a game changer for this for the girls team as well. So there's yeah, this, both teams really have a lot to look forward to in these coming years. So we'll have to see who the new coach will be for the girls, but they. They'll still have a very good team next year without Haley. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, the, definitely. Uh, for boys, as far as that goes, the big thing is the young talent. I would definitely also make note of um, the upperclassmen and seniors um, being definitely good leadership figures as far as bringing those um, those younger players in to the system and getting them set up for some exciting seasons down the road. So we should be looking forward to that. Um, transitioning to girls. Um, as Michael said, I mean, really the big thing is uh, the two, you know, giant exits of both, um, you know, star player Hallie Douglas graduating as a senior heading to uh, Wisconsin and then um, coach Kyle Wilhelm ending um, his nine year basketball career here. Um, there's definitely um, a lot of questions going forward here. So, I mean, I would definitely the biggest question I have to ask is what do we have to look forward to i guess for girls hoops well yeah obviously both those exits hurt a lot i mean obviously you knew hallie she was going to graduate right um but the i at least i thought the news of coach wilhelm stepping down was a surprise to me and i'm sure it was for a lot of other people um but it obviously was for really good reason i mean he wants to spend time with his family can't blame the guy right um and he's been an incredible coach here winning his coach in girls basketball history he's done so much for this program so I mean, all everybody can do is just thank him for what he's done with this program, and it's turned this program into kind of a Goliath in the state of Illinois. Um, but moving on from them, um, it's kind of like the boys' team. I think the youth is going to take over. Um, you're going to have a healthy Olivia Witty next year. That's something the that scouts missed a very lot. Big. Yeah, she tore yeah. up her knee pretty bad. Um, she missed the remainder of the season, um, and she would she would have been a good player to have uh, in the playoffs, uh, especially against that Frem team, who had a lot of size. Um, but then you'll have Finola Somerville, who will be a senior. Molly Fisher will be a senior. Bella and Rachel, um, the two freshmen on the team, they'll be sophomores, so they'll have a year of experience. And they've been in big games. Right. They've won a regional championship already, and they're 14 years old. So um, I I don't know if the scouts will be that 25-27 to 27 win team as they've been the past four years. I mean, right. if you look at that stat, before, the four years before Hallie came here, they had 44 wins total. The four years she was here, they had 98 wins total. <laughs> yeah. Which is... That's impact right there. I mean, it's not just her, but it, uh, right. she's a big reason why that drastic change happened. Um, but I, you can rely on Finola Somerville. She's got plenty of experience. She's a great shooter from the outside. She can get it done inside. 
Obviously, we know Molly Fisher. She's a great three-point shooter. Um, Olivia Witte, she can get it done inside. Lily Turkle is another big name. She'll she'll see a lot of minutes next year. Um, and then uh, we can just – Bella Ranallo, I mean, she already played like a stud, especially in that regional championship. Yes. She looked like she was she a four-year veteran. She had a big breakout performance in that game. Um, Rachel Cow, she, she's she's tall. I mean, she's like 6'1". Right. Um, she's got a year of experience too, so they can use her inside and out as well. So I think – I do. I do think the team will still be good next year. Um, I don't know if they'll be to the level that Hallie Douglas was able to bring them to, um, but I think uh, either way they'll be fine. Yeah. Right. Yes. I mean, flipping the script, I guess. To uh, speaking of the cows, um, I keep flipping it back to bass for, for for the boys team for basketball. I just think that also for the seniors, just mentioned like they they really turned around the program after after it was kind of a couple yeah, down years. Absolutely. But the, the seniors, the leadership that they brought, and the minutes, like Stephen Young as well, Angela Flynn, Carter Mitchell, whoever, all, all the guys on for that sure. team, they really they put in a lot of effort for this team, and they and it showed that they, they were the leaders of the team, and they really stepped up this year to, to get where they were. Yeah, so, I, I, think, yeah. I think we should touch on that a little bit yeah. more because that's a great point that you bring up because, I mean, it was a big group of seniors. It was six yeah. seniors. And right. I mean – Three of three of them started at, at least at one point of the year or the entire year. I mean, you saw Stephen Stephen yeah, Young. Stephen had a great game last night too. Yeah, big guy. He's always down low in the post, always starting. Andy, who's going to to Knox next year, um, he really stepped up his game this year. I thought, especially offensively, he had a uh, a pretty good handful of double digit games, which is something we don't really see from him a lot. Um, and then you got obviously you got Grant Kaus. You got Andrew right. Levin, who's yeah. been a great role player. He's he's had to fight through a lot of adversity in his two years on varsity with torn meniscuses. Um, and then Carter Mitchell, he's just him and Lewis. Uh, they they bring great energy to the team. Uh, they always pick each other up. They're always joking, always making people happy, even in the most tense of games. Um, and then when they get in, they make an immediate impact as well. So this senior class is going to be dearly missed, and they're they're the For senior sure. class that. As Michael said, they kind of shifted the culture here. We haven't had a winning season since Lorenzo Edwards was here. Right. So being 18 and 13 following up an 11 and 15 season is huge. And the, just the, I think the biggest thing that they're going to miss, and it's not even on the court, is just how they embraced everybody. I right. Mean, this is the that's most big. And that's why I wanted to point them out. Like they're, they're, hard, they're hard presence, not to mention even in the conversation of the young um, talent that exists on the team, is that they're a big part of bringing that up and um, – encouraging the success that we're expecting in the future from them yeah i mean just talking to steven throughout the year uh i interviewed him uh, all six seniors had a senior night just for like a little clip and he said his favorite memory from the past four years is that he said the weekend before tryouts like all of them got together and they played football at west park and they just hung out all night and like that's something we haven't really heard of right like, especially in high school like it's hard to kind of been when when you're ranging from the freshmen all the way to the seniors yeah. i mean that's something we don't normally see here so just kind of banding them together in the way they were in, able to br- embrace everybody that's going to be a it's, it's going to be a tough yeah. task to fill for these seniors who will be seniors next year um i believe for they sure. can do that but it's going to be incredibly important and i think that's half the battle and i think that's a huge reason why they had a lot of success this year all right well um i mean big thing is this is another very very successful season from Lake Forest High School sports. We've really had quite the breakout year this year between um, fall sports the, between the like gauntlet of state championships that yeah. we got in the fall, and then in the winter here, I got a second in the nation dance finish. Um, lots swimming. of state qualifiers left and right. Swimming. Wrestling. I mean, I mean, I'm obviously have a personal bias for that, but they they <laughs> made some big, they made some very very important shifts this year. Um, 
wrestling still awesome um gymnastics making their presence um but i mean i do think the biggest one to note is the um the giant national signing day that we had oh yeah um, absolutely that that event was fantastic and shows that um this is definitely a senior class that um has had an impact and will um be missed but will also encourage um some future success down the road from uh, the younger talent that we see. So um, as we move into spring, I guess my last question would be, Connor, since you're kind of at the end of your um, main you know, strain of coverage between football and basketball, is there any spring sports that you'd like to shout out as far as um, exciting things going forward here? I mean, a, a big one, and I think a lot of people are going to turn to this, is um, baseball starts soon. I mean, that's one of the four major sports here in the U.S. I know one person who's, who's <laughs> mentioned that. 16 yeah, days, yeah, I um, believe. I'll <laughs> shout out my partner, Shaw, here. Um, I I have a really high ceiling of expectations for them. I believe they have 10 seniors going to play college ball this year. It's a good um, team which coming is, together. Yeah, it's, it's a really good team coming together. I think they're a little bit better than they were last year, and they made it really far. Right. Um, and they, they got an exciting season coming up. I mean, they start at Carrywood Field. They play at Miller Park yeah, this season. Yeah, awesome. That's they they cool. got they're in a good conference, right? Um, they're coming off of a twenty plus win season last year, and uh, yeah, and a lot I of mean, those guys are I mean three year varsity guys, yeah. Like, um, Connor Morrison, Breck, Valone. I mean, this is their third year already on varsity, so they they played in a lot of big games already, and they've had a lot of success. Yeah. So there's, as Coach Delfava said on his Twitter, like he's really looking forward to this. Yeah, season it's good. It's gonna so it's gonna be a fun. Yeah. This season. is big. Yep, and. Uh, we will definitely have the coverage for that, considering that AJ, AJ Shaw is an existing person. Um, <laughs> so um, look forward to that, um, and just look forward to all the spring sports we have coming up because it's been one exciting year for the scouts so far. So, Connor, thanks for being on the show. We appreciate it as always. You'll probably be back soon. Cause March Madness. It's March. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, those, those special episodes will be coming soon. So, um, Connor, we appreciate you being on the show, and thanks, we'll see Connor. you guys later. Thanks for having me. All right, welcome back. Um, hope you enjoyed. Uh, just like with scout scores, um, this you know this applies the same way. If you want more on the latest Nolan Fitch sports, check out the latest articles on the Four Scout. There should be a lot coming out about many different Nolan Fitch sports. We already have a bunch of writers signed up to do um, some beat reporting on a wide variety of teams. We already know AJ Shaw is gonna be going at it with the boys baseball team and you know they're definitely a highlight to look at this year considering uh the team that they have and uh what projections are saying so that's exciting but a bunch of other sports as well so look forward to that check out some of our um end of season coverage of the many different sports uh, michael i know you wrote um your article on the state qualifiers for swimming yep um there's a bunch of different ones yeah, there's a lot uh, of, there's a lot of new material out there for right. sports especially Yep, so check that out, and um, again, if you um, want to hear us give more information on those sports, um, just send in the scores and informative news to sportscoutspodcast at gmail.com, so Michael can give it a shout out when we have our usual Sports Scouts segment. So let's move into They Don't Scout Like This, um, which covers a topic that is pretty inescapable at this point. All right, so um, as as we said, um, they don't scout like this is going to be about the f- the effect of COVID nineteen or the coronavirus on sports. Um, it's kind of a you know important time in sports right now, and um, considering 
how big uh, this kind of um, global phenomenon um, is becoming. Um, it's no secret that it's already affecting sports and it might expand in the future here uh, to the point where even some of our future plans will be impacted. Um, the biggest thing that we want to talk about, obviously, as Michael talked about earlier, is March Madness. Um, you know, we already have um, our plans in place to do our March Madness coverage as we usually do. Um, but we'll see how things are affected right now. So, um, Michael, do you want to go over kind yeah. of what uh, the NCAA is doing about things well, right now? First, we've already, we've already seen the Ivy League already canceled their conference tournament to get the automatic qualifier. So Yale, as of right now, um, is in the tournament. And it's kind of a shame the fact that Harvard couldn't – because they're the, the two-seed and they've already beaten them, um, Yale, twice this year. So that, that's kind of – Harvard kind of got the short stick there. But, I mean, I guess, I mean, it, it makes sense what they did. They took the precautionary um, reasoning, I guess, to saying that, I mean, they just wanted to, to limit any possible spread of the, of the virus. And that's going to be a real concern once the first four starts. We've already seen that um, the Ohio governor already said that um, he already asked the, that the NCA would have um, every sp- indoor sporting event, which would be the first four, to take place, take place without spectators other than the athletes, parents, and other um, people that are essential t- to the game, he said on yeah. Tuesday. Already so those playing games, yeah. no crowds. So if if crazy. that happens for the first four games, that could have a really strong trickle effect to other events that will be taking place in the future in the first round games and so on. And also in Washington, too, that's been – Washington State has been one of, I mean, not the highest number of cases. And there will be first round, first and second round games there as well. So they that's have, another thing to keep an eye on. Yeah. So, I mean, there's this – I mean, a lot could happen. I mean, there's so much mixed opinion, uh, opinions uh, on this topic as, I mean, it would just be, I mean, fans just play such a major factor into this tournament. But, I mean, in the end, it, it's for it, it's for the health of everyone yeah. out there. And the NCAA really needs to keep an eye on that and don't get away from that. But, I mean, it would just be a total shame. I mean, everyone looks forward to this tournament every year. And right. for something like this to happen, I mean, it would, it would really – put a damp on this i mean whole yeah, it's, here that's yeah. that's true for everybody i mean i would say michael I, I i assume you'd agree with this that that's a highlight of our year on the show and oh, our sure. year in sports for sure yeah so i mean this is a big thing and you know originally you know the ncaa's policy ncaa's policy right now is they're handling it regionally if there's if there's um there's exceeding risk in certain places then um, they will um, not allow fans um, to be in attendance. And that seems, you know, reasonable and like a good policy to take. Um, but just the concerns that um, you may not originally think about, um, but are concerns to be had are just, the, it's just the nature of the tournament that many people are, are coming in contact with many people in different spots across the country. So that's kind of the big concern. I mean, what happens through air travel too, as right. well. I yeah. mean, like this is a hypothetical, but like, it's not that crazy to think about like, what if, you know, a coach or a player or someone involved on a team, uh, test positive for this. And, you know, for that reason, you know, the team that they played came in contact with this person yeah. and, you know, people in the, in that region came in contact with that person. And inevitably one of those teams, you know, ones, so they'll be, pl- they'll be scheduled to play games in the future. So what, what's going to happen when you have a team, you know, playing in the next round, advancing to like the Sweet 16 and the next regional, trying to play for yeah. a national championship, and they have to get quarantined. So the nature of the tournament really makes it difficult uh, to handle this kind of issue. 
And so it'll be interesting to see what will happen. NCA is pushing um, a, a a huge degree of testing. They obviously are doing everything they can to make sure that this event doesn't get canceled, as it's such a huge um, it's such a huge um, financial point for them and for so many um, major organizations. Like it's it's they, there's a lot of money involved in this. So yeah, and with I mean teams being so I mean all these teams this year. I mean it's just such a it, it could go any way this tournament we've, it's more right. than it's, we've it's, seen in the it's, past it's too. such an exciting year yeah. and so it's like that's that's the biggest shame about this is like we don't know how it'll affect between now and next week but um all we know is that you know based on what's happened in other countries and now it's just starting to kind of go through the cycle here you know it's gonna get worse before it gets better yeah. so um we'll see what happens i mean the big thing is like you know many people have pointed to previous um, diseases that you know showed up for a couple weeks kind of became a meme became a concern for many people the media tends to promote them in that ty- in that type of way and then it goes away um, even though you know s- there, there are some you know alarmist concerns but the big thing that I don't think um, people appreciate about this disease is that you know health officials are projecting that it's not going away in that way like it might it is it is probably still going to be around until June which is pretty far away if you stop and think about it so um, yeah, they're saying that you could know, go it, to June and then possibly right. I mean, like die we down could, a little bit. We and could come still back be again. we could still be talking about and worrying about coronavirus in 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 the beginning of June, which is about the end of the school year for us, and that seems decently far away. So, um, it's a big thing. Um, and you know that's that's how it's affecting March Madness already. It's affected sports. Um, m- the the most notable um thing is um soccer games across Europe, especially in Italy. Italy's yeah. on like complete lockdown now, but um. So many um, soccer games have been hosted without fans over the last couple of days. Um, I mean, just go, just go on online and check out some pictures of it. It's um, pretty uh, chilling and eerie, eerie to look at. So yeah. um, to imagine March Madness games being played in an environment like that is um, quite unusual. So the only game I can think of that I mean, it's been something like something that we've seen in the past in in the U.S. Baltimore. like that, the Baltimore Orioles yeah. versus the Chicago White Sox when there was protest outside Cannon Yards in Baltimore. I mean, that was just. I mean, it was. You could just hear, like, I mean, a foul ball hit the seats. You just hear, like, a huge bang. I mean, there's, there's right. nobody there. It's, it, it, it is kind of like an eerie sight. If that would happen to March Madness, you would be even Players more. Players being able to hear the broadcast y- yeah. from the dugout. It's or, like, yeah. like it's 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 kind of a different feel. And it's, it's, it's very, very weird, and it does. I mean, it isn't an exaggeration to say it does have an impact on the experience of watching the game. Yeah. Oh, and for sure. So, I mean, you know, that's that's – part of the importance and what and what it's pushed for March Madness to be the fun that it is. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that how that gets affected. So. And spring break travel too as well. But I mean people right. I mean, I, mean, this I love is watching one, over spring break. One portion of spring break travel, but spring break travel yeah. is a big deal right now and already, you know, people are looking very, very hard at what their plans are. Yeah. But you know, there's a lot of travel that's supposed to be going around around this time of year and it's all being um, pretty significantly affected. So um, already, I mean, with colleges in general too, uh, with many schools not um, letting kids come back after their um, their break, lots of lots of their students are on break, and uh, lots of schools. I know MIT and Harvard were two major schools that did yeah. this. They're like, yeah, just don't come back for the rest of the semester. Um, many schools are canceling and sending kids home, which I find interesting actually, because I mean the risk the risk is not. Um, necessarily college kids contracting it, but it's college kids spreading it to other people who can spread it to people who would actually have severe implications from it. So, you know, 
having this big gathering of people that could potentially be spreading it right now, you know, asymptomatic, yeah. and then sending them all home to families who could potentially be more severely impacted by it is a little odd to me. It, it does kind of make sense um, that schools are like keeping kids home if they if they haven't come back. Because, you know, after all this, uniting everybody and getting everybody back in one place might not be the best idea. But, yeah, it's already having yeah. an effect on colleges. So, I especially mean, people we'll see what happens from, in sports. From, uh, I mean, like, uh, spring break vacations. I mean, they go to another country. Or right. Like, study abroad programs. Study I mean, abroad programs so are being brought back. Yeah. Um, which, so much again, is, right now. is odd. Yeah. Like, there's there's so much going on to this. And, um, you know, um, it it is no secret that, you know, maybe, maybe um, – concerns are heavier than they should be on a, on a media and reporting level but with they that, certainly yeah. exist on a CDC and health regulation level to mm-hmm. the point where they are heavily encouraging a lack of um, you know large crowds of yeah. people gathering in places so yeah, yeah there's we'll see what I believe happens. there's definitely is too much panic in the media right now but yeah. at the same time I mean there still is of concern I mean as you said like the, the CDC is I mean it is accurate what they're saying and I mean the they're strictly facts as CDC, right. so there still is. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 my biggest advice for people. If we can kind of do a PSA on this, like, go look at what the health what the health experts are saying. If 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 there's a need to panic and buy all the hand sanitizer at your local store, then they will tell you that. Like, you will know. Um, but there's you know there's no indication of that right now. It's just an indication of taking. Uh, basic measures to avoid wash your hands um, basically. yeah it's just wash your hands um do all those things and if you're sick don't come to school don't you know try to get to school to, to do a test right now is especially not the time to kind of push through on that so you just kind of have to take one for the team on that and yeah so i mean that that's the biggest thing is um you know this will have an effect and this is a time of uncertainty we don't know i mean this started in china I don't know if we can trust everything that the Chinese government is saying about this. We already knew that they were trying to limit, um, you know, the concerns about it um, already. So what, you know, who knows what we don't know yet. Yeah. And this is just starting in our country. So and they kind of kept we'll under wraps for yeah. a long time too, before we, we even knew about it. So, I mean, yeah, you really can't trust, I mean, they censor everything right. over there. So you really don't have no who idea know, what's who going knows on. What they still, what we still don't know. We yeah. could still not know something. I mean, from what we know, uh, we know it still affects, you know, older populations of people with underlying conditions. AKA me, I actually have sickness-induced asthma, so I I am not very positively affected by coronavirus right now, so that's not great. Um, but that's that's what the message is. But I mean, who knows what the numbers actually are in China? They've 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 more experienced it, and now cases are going down in China. So I mean, at least we think. At least we yeah. think. Again, we don't know. <laughs> so um, that's the biggest thing. Um, but yeah, this is a big thing that we'll be developing in the future, and. Um, our plan right now is to do our, you know, we might as well promote this right now. Um, we're doing our March Madness specials again. We're inviting people on to fill out their brackets. Uh, we're doing a, an episode each day from Monday, the Monday after Selection Sunday, this coming Monday through Wednesday. And then the first round of the actual first round of the tournament starts Thursday. Um, that um, fanless first four will be taking place before that. But the actual first round will be on Thursday. So before that, we'll have our special episodes. That's the plan right now. We don't know what will happen, and we'll certainly update on coronavirus during those episodes yeah, we'll, if necessary. We'll certainly have news by next week, of course, because with Sucks and Sunday coming uh, Sunday, of, well, we're going to know what's going to be. The NCAA will we'll definitely have I mean, news on yeah. this coming Sunday. So we'll get back to you next week regarding this. And yeah. we just – Let's hope. Let's just hope that everything's all right for yeah. 
we'd, college basketball. We'd normally move into our just wait till next week segment, but I don't know if that segment's appropriate this week just simply because we don't know what next week is yeah, going to be. Yeah, we have no idea. So um, we'll see what happens, and we'll get back to you guys. Hopefully, we'll be able to move on to one of our favorite things we do every year, which is um, our March Madness specials. Hopefully, we'll have a bunch of guests on filling out brackets. That's our hope. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, that's all we got today. Congrats for sticking through and listening to the whole thing. We appreciate that. Subscribe to listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. If you heard my promotion at the beginning, um, we just successfully launched the Forest Scout Presents. Um, it'll be on most podcasting platforms very soon. I think it's already on Spotify and it's already on Anchor that hosts all our podcasts. So um, that's a way to streamline all of the podcasts coming out of the Forest Scout. Um, like the water cooler us um, there was uh, the first episode of politically correct which is our first political um, podcast um, halftime podcast which just well. came out halftime podcast they just did an episode on uh, the NBA um, but many options yeah. like that any TFS exclusives that pop up um, all of that it's going to be streamlined on one channel now in the future we'll still have our sports scouts channel don't worry about that uh, we'll still be around in that way but if you want an, an way, easy guess, access yeah. to everybody then um, subscribe to that and look out for that. So I gave you more information at the beginning of the show for that. So, yep. Uh, a lot of good articles on the Forest Scout. Check that out. Um, Michael and I, the, there's a reason why we haven't been back for a while, which is we've been doing a lot of big news story coverage. So check out, check all that stuff out. That's all rolling out um, recently. Um, and, yeah, get ready for another week of Sports Scouts, hopefully next week. And in the meantime, we'll keep on scouting. See, See you guys. Later.